Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast. Our podcast is sponsored by the lovely people at Establishment Coffee. So if you want 25% off your order and free shipping, go to their website and use the code 025. Nice. Hello, gang. Hello. Hello, hello. Gotta find a quote. Sorry. <laughs> I had the perfect quote. I was telling Meg I had the perfect quote this morning and I was like, I can't believe I haven't used this one yet because I feel like I use it all the time and now I forgot what it was. You remember what you were doing when you thought of no it? No clue. Damn. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> you need to write it down I when know. it pops up next right, time. This will be perfect. All right, who's this? Do not gain the world and lose your soul. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. Oh, what's that? I feel CJ, like it's from a movie or something. Do you know what that is? Can yeah. you say it is again, it please? Mm, do not gain the world and lose your soul. Wisdom is better than silver or gold. Oh, that's a rap lyric. <laughs> no, but you're on the right track. It's a lyric. It's a well, I don't know if it's a lyric or if it's just one of his quotes, but it's oh. a Bob Marley quote. Oh, oh nice. Uncle Bob. That's great. Nice, nice, nice. Maddie Bro will be happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Mine, oh, oh, sorry. No, 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 you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was um, upon my friend Dana's suggestion. Uh, time will pass regardless, so you may as well do the things that will make you grow as a person. Exactly. Nice. It's really yeah. good. She gave me a really bad one before, and I was like, no, give me something serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to hear the bad one. My illness is chronic, but my tits are iconic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I was like, Dana, no. <laughs> That's uh, the best. I can get on board with that. <laughs> the most valuable thing you can make is a mistake. Oh. You can't learn anything from being perfect. I agree, yes. I agree with that so much. That's so good. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh. Really? <laughs> no. It's oh. <laughs> it's a, it says Adam Osbourne, but I reckon Ozzy's way cooler than whoever Adam is. It's uh, very applicable to training. That's mm. so good. Nice. Mine, mine is, remember, today is the tomorrow you were worried about yesterday. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's been done. Maybe something along those lines. That's a CJ quote for sure. <laughs> <laughs> CJ's dropped that, guaranteed. <laughs> nice. All right. What are we grateful for? James. <gasps> um, After your dance with the death. Oh, can I say I'm grateful for my health? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've noticed you've had a new lease on life this week. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? The pod, like, It's going to be perfect timing for the podcast. Last week we were joking about how, yeah. like, I'm going to the hospital. Haven't even gone to the doctor yet. Yeah, for a week. pimple on my leg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell the full story. Then. <laughs> All right, so uh, if you listen to last week's episode, wait, does last week's episode get released tomorrow? Tomorrow. Okay, so you'll uh, you'll be hearing this late, but I had a little scratch or a cut or a insect bite on the back of my leg. <clears throat> I just thought it was an ingrown hair, so I didn't care. I was asking everyone actually, Thomas, Bridget, for about a week. What do you reckon this is? I even asked Thomas to try pop it. Yeah, he asked me to try pop yeah. it as well. No way. And then um, it wasn't getting any better. I was like, it's just ingrown here. I went to the doctors for it on Tuesday. Didn't get any better. Woke up Wednesday. Well, actually, I had like a little bit of a fever Tuesday night. So I was like, had the cold sweats at home. I was like, hmm, this isn't right. This is the GST coming in. Yeah. <laughs> the first I've heard of any of this. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, legit. Too, legit. <laughs> I've told. Did I? Remember no, I was, I was never, cold. No. Okay, so I was cold, and I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not cold. It was a stormy night. Yeah. <laughs> and then I woke up Wednesday morning. And my leg was a little bit more sore than usual, and it had gotten significantly bigger, like a golf ball. Yeah. Mm. 
So I said after the pod, that's why I had to wrap up the podcast quickly because I wanted to go to the doctors. And as soon as I went to the doctor, I said, hey, the antibiotics you gave me yesterday, I think uh, it might be worse. And he looked at it and he goes, you need to go to the hospital right now. <laughs> and printed this thing out, said urgent on it. Uh, and then I went, as soon as I got there, they had one look at it and they're like, uh, yeah, you're staying here. <laughs> so I was in hospital for four days. I ended up having to get a surgery, like actually proper surgery in theatre uh, where they put you to sleep, um, which was, uh, that's my first surgery. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, even yeah. with all my injuries. That's the my Achilles, first. they didn't... Nah, because where I tore my Achilles was oh, too close to the calf muscle. Yeah, okay. James, were you shaking when you woke up from the anesthesia? Nah, because they give you warm blankets. But did you feel cold? Nah. Really? Yeah, they gave me really warm blankets, like proper, that just came out of like a blanket warmer. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I had to get a... S- Operation on the back of my leg for them to clean it out, uh, dig out the abscess, and they were just really stoked it didn't get to the muscle. They mm. said if I got to the muscle, if it got to the muscle, I would have been fucked. Mm. So that's why I had like X-rays, ultrasounds, blood tests done, uh, and yeah. So I was in hospital for four days on a drip with a cannula in my arm. My arm's still really sore. I want to train, but that's the only reason I'm not training yet because mm. my arm's really sore from the cannula that's been in my arm for four days. So mm. for people who don't know James, James has a bit of, a little bit of health anxiety. Would you say a little bit? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'd say max ang- health anxiety. <laughs> so like on Monday when he came in and he's like, oh, what's it? I've got this thing on the back of my leg. I'm like, this is James's health anxiety. There's nothing wrong. It's just an ingrown hair. Just pop it. The same thing on Tuesday. I'm like, bro, being a baby, just pop it. <laughs> then on Wednesday, I'm like, that's not looking real great. Yeah. <laughs> I support your decision to go to the doctor. <laughs> Because I'm the opposite. I have the opposite of health anxiety where I'm like, ah, I'll probably sort itself mm. out. And so I'm glad you went to the hospital because it was a lot more than a pimple. It was so <laughs> funny though. It was just all unbelievable how it unfolded. Yeah. That's why I kept putting it in the group chat. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in hospital for fucking, I'm staying in here. And you guys are like, what the fuck? And it sounded so unbelievable that I'm getting a surgery. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't received the doctor's certificate. So. <laughs> Like you for, know, for all I know, the dressing is just like mayonnaise and ke- ketchup and mustard to get that like yellowy white pus tinge. It's funny because they're like, uh, do you need a doctor's certificate? And I was like, oh, no, I'll be sweet. And like, do you work full time? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, you'll probably need one. I'm like, nah, it's all good. Nah, that's, it's not a real job. It's not, not one of those deals. Uh, but yeah, so it, uh, it's just all unfolded very uh, fortunately and unfortunately. I think I've said it on the podcast before. As a boss, I just can't imagine be like, call you on Friday. Hey, bro, uh, the surgery went all right. Anyway, um, can you just get them to email me a, a medical certificate, please? <laughs> like, just in case you're not actually in hospital. Do you just know in case you found a pair of scrubs to, to take a video of your <laughs> ass had- naked on, on Instagram <laughs> on the old private story. I had uh, my headphones, you know, those uh, memes where they got the headphones in their nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was funny because I, uh, oh, fuck, what was I about to say? I lost my train of thought. What was Jordy's message about you being Oh, gone too soon. Gone too yeah. soon. <laughs> but it was funny because Bridget brought me my laptop and I was like, oh, sweet, because I'm bored. I'm going to actually try to do some work. But because the cannula in my arm, have you ever had one? Yeah. So you bend your arm the slightest and yeah, the machine gets fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh. And so every time, I couldn't even be on my phone. I was like this. Oh. So every time they come in, be like, you need to keep your arm straight. Like you can't <laughs> have it bent. And I'd be asleep and my arm would bend and the machine would start going nuts. They come in. And yeah, annoying. Oh. Mm. Annoying. Yes, yeah, so I couldn't even do anything. I was just watching bulk YouTube the whole time I was in there. Nice. Mm. Anything good? Um, nah, I watched about uh, 
I watched some uh, documentaries on Gaza, mm. uh, Israel, and then I watched about 10 hours of jiu-jitsu a day. Nice. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's my story. I'm grateful for my health. All right. I'm back. Meg, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for you. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I feel like I can do anything with you by my side. Oh, that's so sweet. That's a good one. That's my grateful. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> grateful for you too. Mm-hmm. Very good. Gidge. Um, I'm grateful for the holidays. What about nice. me? Of course I'm grateful <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just really excited. I think I've got like nine days off coming up. And like even though I love coming into this job, it's still really exciting to have nine days off. I don't even know what I'm going to do. If you love it, you should come in then. I am. I'm going to come in and train <laughs> yeah. and hang out with everyone. There's a lot of bragging about this <laughs> nine days. <laughs> no, I think it's like because that's the longest time I've had off in a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll take nine days off paying you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Good. Yeah, no, and really enjoy excited your time for the holiday. Off. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, what am I grateful for? Um, I hadn't really thought about it this week. Jeepers. I'll, come, I'll say something later. I'll tell you what I'm not grateful for. Can I do that first? Yeah. So, being the kind-hearted person that I am, yesterday... Meg said, I'm feeling like this kind of ice cream or this kind of ice cream. I thought, great. I'll swing by the server on the way home. Get a little surprise, a nice little ice cream, and I'll get both of them. You know, make it make it extra special. Ice cream is $6 from yeah. the servers yeah. these days. Did you yeah. people know this? <laughs> ben and Jerry's is like $15 for less than half a litre now. I used to be like, yeah, infl- I get inflation's real, but come on, it's not that hard. Then I went to, I can't even afford to put fuel in my car anymore. <laughs> People are doing it tough. It's a stitch up. The only time I buy things from the servo now is because I budget $80 a week for fuel. So if it costs $72. Uh, uh, you got $8 budget. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the spirit. Mm. No, but I mean, that's my naivety because I never, ever buy anything from a servo. Ever. Like it's Coles through and through. Well, can you remember when you were a kid, like a Magnum was the most expensive ice cream and it was $2? Yeah. Was a Magnum $2? Yes, yeah. it was No, it was not. Yeah. I used to get 600 mil Cokes from the dairy in New Zealand for $2. Oh. That was the price. Mm-hmm. Now it's like $4.50. More than for that, For a Magnum, it? it's more than that. Is it more than that yeah. for a Magnum? Yeah. It's like six bucks. Like, but you can buy boxes of them. I know. For like, what, nine? Ten dollars. There's yeah. actually a hack, Utopia from Aldi. Yeah, so four yummy. pack for five bucks. Mm-hmm. Just as good as Magnum. Mm, like suspicious. You got to have like the LD mindset though. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, there's a there's a special <laughs> there's a special key you need to unlock that because some Audi diehards think everything's better from Audi. Mm. It's not. There's definitely some things that are good, if not better, but it's definitely not everything. Nah, it's not. Everything. Have you guys tried the new Ben and Jerry's, the Banoffee Pie one? No. It's probably the best ice cream I've ever had. Yeah, wow. Yeah, no, it actually is. It's unbelievable. What's your f- uh, favorite Ben and Jerry's? That one now, flavor, but before, before that, yeah. fish food. Mm. No, nah, okay. mine's the- Or the uh, peanut butter one. The What's the, the Jimmy Fallon one? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tonight Dough. Yeah. yeah. Mine is tiramisu. Oh, I don't think I've had that one. That yet. one is good. Yeah. Mm. Try the banoffee pie one and let me know what you think. Okay. i got to find it. Yeah, we do. PB over the top is, is my Yeah, my that's go-to. in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Very decadent. So yummy. I got through. I got into this habit two years ago of making hot chocolates on ice cream exclusively because I had no milk in the house. I'm like, I really want a hot chocolate. I'm like, I got ice cream. It's basically frozen milk. So I just made this hot chocolate on ice cream. I'm like, this is really good. 
And then I just started getting more and more decadent ice cream. So it was Ben and Jerry's. And it went from like a scoop to a whole tub. <laughs> in, and it's like 1,200 calories. So it was like be like this 1,200 calorie hot chocolate. And I can't sip drinks. I have to like scull them. Mm. So I'd consume 1,200 calories of liquid ice cream in like two minutes. And just sit on the couch feeling so sick. <laughs> can't wait for winter. Uh, it actually sounds delicious. It is. It is amazing. Uh, I'm going to say I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for the patience that's uh, led to this point, which has uh, given me the job that uh, I want. Fucking A. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, someone asked in my Q&A overnight, like, how do, how do I stay motivated? I don't stay motivated. I do what I want to do. And most of what I want to do is work. And so it, I've created a job for myself where I want to work. And uh, I think that's pretty special. So I'm grateful for that. Mm. Absolutely. We, we, me and Bridget always talk about this, but uh, you're a very easy person to work hard for. Because yeah. uh, as far as we're concerned, you're still the hardest worker that we know. 100%. Yeah, but I mean, I fake it a lot, but thanks. <laughs> I was about to say, but don't expect anything more from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm maxed out. <laughs> All right. Got a few topics here. Um, the first one, uh, I want to talk about is it just got me <clears throat> thinking in the weekend getting my blood work done. Should everyone get blood work done? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was a quick yes. Mm. Why so fast? It's not directly in line with blood work, but I got a MRI recently and incidentally found something, and I just thought, I mean, what are the chances of them finding this thing? But I'm in the place, so just getting it regularly, I think, is good just to keep all your. Your is the phrase files in order? Yeah, I go in like <laughs> once a year. Ducks in a row. Ducks yeah. in a row. Just in case, even if you're in great health, why not? We check our weight, we, we, mm. ch we check measurements. Like, is it not a really, really good way to gauge our health? Absolutely. And we mm. have access to it. Some people yeah. don't. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, all right. So, you're looking at it through like the lens of uh, health. What about for performance? Tombo, do you see any merit in getting your blood work done for performance? I'm not going to say no, and I'm not going to say no for health either. Uh, I don't think it's 100% necessary. Like, I don't think you need to go and do it once a year if you're otherwise healthy. Um, the risk with more data is reading into the data. Uh, and even with blood work, blood work is still a snapshot at that point in time when the blood was drawn, and it's not necessary not necessarily an accurate representation of the average. And so if you really want to have a good oversight of what your blood work is doing, you need to get it more routinely, whether it's sort of like once a quarter, every three months, uh, to get a baseline average from which you can make decisions of. Because if you, if you just see an odd reading, it's easy to put too much, uh, give, that, give that too much attention. Like if something's out of range, those ranges are, are based on a normal healthy average, for people who are performing, for example, certain certain aspects of those ranges, we don't want to be in a normal range. We might want to have super physiological levels of certain things or we want to be on the upper end of a range or a lower end of a range. And so it's easy to read into things and be like, that's not normal uh, and not know anything about what you're comparing it to. And so the other thing is, is like if you're getting a doctor to read your blood work, which you should be getting someone who knows what they're talking about to read your blood work, if they don't know what the goal is, then maybe their interpretation of it would be misguided. 
where I would say it is extremely important is for anyone using performance-enhancing drugs. Absolutely, you should be getting your blood work done regularly because you need to know how you're responding to things. You need to know if the things that you're taking are real. You need to make sure that uh, genetically certain markers aren't getting out of control, whether it be iron or cholesterol, or yada, 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 yada. You need to uh, have a clear handle of that because you are messing with things outside your physiology. If you're otherwise healthy, though, I, I don't think it's super necessary. But if you're doing it, I wouldn't discourage you from doing it. What are um, what are some key things that to look out for? Because obviously, uh, <clears throat> like when I get my blood work done, I don't know what I'm looking at. Mm. I just, the doctor goes, oh, this, 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 this. I'm like, okay, sweet. How can I fix that? Whatever. But what are you looking for if you are taking performance enhancing drugs? Uh, I, I'm not an expert on that. So I, I even I can't go that deep into it. I've been exposed to... Um, that sort of language and that sort of teaching a lot. But if someone's asking me to read their blood panels, I'm normally saying go see, go, go talk to someone who knows stuff better mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but in, in general, like PEDs or not, what you'd be looking for are general health markers because you shouldn't be looking at it for short-term performance. You should be looking at it for long-term health more than anything. So making sure cholesterol is not getting out of control, keeping an eye on vitamin D levels, iron levels, general hormone levels, all of that sort of stuff is going to be helpful. Uh, not, not even helpful, but um, uh, not a bad practice. Mm. It's funny because um, one of my clients, he's an older gentleman, and he, um, his testosterone was at six. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's pretty low in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? Not for an old guy, though. Yeah. Okay. Like so depending on how old this person is. 62 years old. No. Nah, I mean, <laughs> like above, above sort of 40, 50, 60 years old, that's what leads to aging in males. Like all mm. the stuff that comes with males is, is centered around a decline in testosterone. Yeah. That's why anti-aging clinics are testosterone and human growth hormone. Yeah, right. Because um, when he said it to me, because obviously I don't have a great understanding of blood work and how how these things work. But when he said it to me, I go, isn't that low? And he just said, oh, I feel fine. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, that's all that matters. Yeah. To and an extent. Yeah. And that's the risk though. It's like, mm. oh, my test is low or this is low or that's high or that's high. And then all of a sudden now I feel bad. Just like you hurt your back, you get a scan, I've got a bulging disc. There's nothing to say that that wasn't there before you hurt your back. Mm. All you know for sure is you've got pain. Uh, and same thing. It's like all you know for sure is you feel good or you feel bad. Uh, the blood work, I mean... Again, it's it's not a bad practice. It's not bad to have data. The question you always have to ask is, what am I doing with this data? And people who get blood work regularly, if they don't know how to read it and they're not working with a doctor that's uh, sort of in line with their performance goals, they might just be wasting their time. Mm. I was uh, watching a Zach Talender. You know Zach Talender? No. He's a, he works with a, he's an Olympic weightlifter and he's on YouTube. And I was watching a video with him and uh, Derek from More Plates, More Dates. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, <clears throat> there was this guy that gets accused of being a, uh, on, you know, on gear, but he, you know, he claims to be uh, natural. So he went and got his blood work done to prove that he was natural. Mm. Um, and it came back, you know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary that showed that he was drug free or performance enhancing drug free, but it came back w- with his cholesterol being dangerously high. But blood work, not um, like a drug test. Nah, blood work. Yeah, so a, a blood work might give it away straight away. Like normally it'd be obvious. Then mm. the cholesterol might be hereditary or it might be a, a side effect of taking drugs. But it's funny because uh, that was like a it was like a life-saving. He went and got this done to prove he wasn't on steroids. Oh, and, then and he, he found, found out he had yeah. high cholesterol. Yeah, so it was like, a oh, wow. Like he was just lucky that he got that done and, you know, got on top mm. of his uh, cholesterol that, straight away. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like mm. maybe just to be cautious, Um but not reading into like, oh, my range is low, therefore that's why I'm tired or something. Yeah. yeah. You know? 
What are the dangers of uh, high cholesterol? This, like, obviously, it's got something to do with your heart, and your heart stops pumping blood, or it stops blood being able to circulate properly. Yeah, so like the the it's not like dietary cholesterol; it's the little package that cholesterol floats around in your blood in. So HDL is what's called the good cholesterol, which is kind of like picking up deposits. LDL is called the bad cholesterol, and it's kind of like dropping these fatty deposits off. And when your LDL is he- elevated there's a higher chance of like plaque building up in your arteries. That plaque becomes dislodged and gets stuck in your heart. You have a heart attack. It becomes dislodged and gets stuck in your brain. You have a stroke. Mm. So it's, it's, it's around heart attack and stroke. But it's, it's not a standalone thing. Like So it's kind of like you're stacking up for and against. So having higher, a higher range cholesterol is against you in terms of like heart disease, stroke, that kind of thing. But being active, eating an otherwise healthy diet, sleeping well, training, not smoking, not drinking, all stacks up against that. And so, again, these things are good to take stock of, uh, but there's a lot of a lot of moving parts that goes into long-term health and chronic disease and that kind of thing. And that's not to say if you've got high cholesterol, ignore it because you're walking around the block once a day. Uh, but don't pretend to be an expert based on one little blood reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... um. Like you just said, like, yeah, it might pay to get your blood work done, but if you're living a relatively healthy life, you're getting enough sleep or trying to, eating well, exercising, uh, you're pretty good for the most part. Yeah. It's not health advice, by the way. Don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, just to say it once more, like, if you are getting it, don't feel bad about it. Like, mm. go for it. Absolutely. Uh, but, I, yeah, I don't think it's an absolutely necessary thing to be, to be doing. All right, um, I've got a few topics here. They're all a little bit uh, random, but the next one is ways to improve your squat depth. Mm. Probably find out what the perfect um, foot stance is for you, is what I would say for somebody who might be struggling to hit depth and they squat regularly. Mm-hmm. Are you limited by pain or just struggling to squat deep? Yeah, let's cover it all. What I think for saying? a lot of people, it's maybe fear-based mm-hmm. when it gets definitely heavier. a confidence thing. Yeah, most yeah. most people can hit depth without issues until you start to load weight on the bar, and then if if it is the case of got, they've got the barbell on them and they struggle, then maybe they need to adjust some things mm. with their stance. Or more more importantly, why do you need to squat deeper? If you're competing in yes. powerlifting, yeah. mm. yes, we've got standards. We've got a standard that we need to hit. That's in the rules uh, for a good lift in competition what you need to get your hip crease below the top of the knee mm. is that is that the rule that's the top surface of the leg at the hip top, top surface oh no such no such thing as a hip crease okay so say it again top surface of the leg at the hip at the hip okay at the hip uh-huh. all right so uh <clears throat> so ways to improve your uh your squat depth there's lots of uh little easy hacks you know you can uh, talk about elevating your heels that's an easy one but then again, it's a case-to-case, uh, case-to-case dependent. Um, I'm just thinking of someone, uh, one of my clients, who, who was asking, how can I squat deeper? And I was just thinking, once it gets heavier, that's when you struggle. Uh-huh. And it's, it's fear-based. It's mm. a fear-based thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, on the pendulum, she's fine. On a, a, lighter, a lighter loaded squat, she's fine. A front squat, she's fine. A goblet squat, she's fine. As soon as anything gets above 60%, then she starts freaking out a little bit and starts cutting all those squats really high. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buck the trend here and disagree with you all. 
<laughs> I don't think it's got anything to do with fear. Uh, so what I mean by that is, yeah, like think about you guys. When you go heavy, you might be scared, you might be nervous, you might be intimidated. But when you're squatting, you're never like halfway down and think, oh, I just better stop here and come back up. Like anyone who says, oh, yeah, I just cut the depth on that one. No, you didn't. Your body did that for you. Shut up. You did not choose to cut the depth on that one. Your body said, this is about it, come back up. And so like what we're trying to develop with technique is uh, uh, unconscious competence. So we do the thing without thinking about it. It just happens by itself. That's why we do rep work. That's why we do practice. That's why we do tempo. And so for these people who go heavier and heavier and squat higher and higher, all it says is that like their capacity to maintain a particular aspect of technique just lets go above a certain percentage. Yeah, because they're afraid. No, most <laughs> of, <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, it's to do with bracing or or hip control, and so yeah. you can crutch that by elevating the heel because <laughs> they're afraid. <laughs> they're afraid of uh, white lights. Say what you really want to say. You just want to say they're a little bitch. <laughs> Ugh, three white I, lights. I think people consciously do stop shorter. I think they're capable of doing that. No. I know I've done it. No. <laughs> no, I disagree. Bear in mind we're talking about different different people, mm. and I'm not I'm not discounting the fear factor being a thing, but uh, yeah, I don't think anyone consciously cuts squats. I think it's more to do with above a certain percentage, you lose your ability to hold certain positions, and then depth is depth suffers as a result. So, like your next point on that list is why squatting deeper isn't necessarily the answer is exactly that. So. We're taking CJ to a squat, uh, a comp. He's starting to squat higher and higher above, say, 80%. We go back down to like 65% work. We're doing sets of eight. We're just like, just go as deep as you can. All he's going to do is change his position. He's just going to fold his hips under. He's going to like cave his knees in. He's going to fold his back over because he can do that when it's 65%. He's not going to be able to maintain that above a certain level. And so people just squat deeper with not so great technique and then get back to that percentage and can't do that anymore. Because of fear. And then uh, they start squatting higher again. Mm. It's, um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's, it's, we spoke about it maybe a couple of episodes ago where people are chas- chasing these excessive uh, ranges of motion yeah. where they're trying to squat excessively deep and they're obsessed with the ass to grass thing. And look, it's kind of come back right around again. Yeah. But when I see people that are squatting ass to grass, like you just spoke about, they're just, yeah, they've squatted really deep, but it looks horrible. Yeah, mm. you see the pelvis tuck under. Mm, their upper mm-hmm. back's round. And it's like, yeah, you went through full range or an excessive range of motion but mm. what are you what are you achieving by that other than saying you squatted really deep yeah where you go no you go i do feel bad for people who perhaps have to do that for it from the naked eye to look like it's depth you know mm-hmm. like someone with bigger legs perhaps um or where it can be really hit or miss with whether their depth is depth so they have to make it more obvious someone i look at who looks like he's squatting over like he's really trying to hit depth is uh, Bronco mm. from Nauru. Well, like when you see his squat, what do you think? Because I'm like, man, he moves really well for a really big guy. He does. Yeah, I mean, it's like five foot two and 180 kilos. <laughs> 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 he's a unit. Yeah. Yeah, he's got interesting mechanics for sure. Um, he's got good technique. He's just a monster. I just love his cackle on the way. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> With like 350 kilos on that. <laughs> you could do the voice for like one of the roller coasters at Movie World. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, what? <laughs> so good. So mm. good. Yeah, like 
ultimately depth is going to come back to just controlling what we teach as the three rules of squats at zero. And my, my belief, like even coming back to what you were saying before, James, in terms of like, why do you need to hit depth? Forget powerlifting for a second. If those three rules are in place, if someone's bracing properly, they've got their hips uh, doing what they're meant to do and their upper back set in the way that it's meant to be set and everything's locked in, most people should be able to, without any other like structural issues, ankle issues, hip issues, whatever, most people should squat about an inch or two below depth comfortably. Uh, so if people are squatting high, it normally just speaks to one of those things being missing. Yeah, no one, no one intentionally goes, oh, I'm going to squat, the, like you said. Unless they're scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no one intentionally squats high. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, mo- most of the time, squat depth is affected by brace, letting go of the pelvis, and then as a result, the body having to move in a particular way, uh, which limits their ability to get their hip low. It's the number one thing in comp that we see... Um, red lights for. Get, get red lights mm. for. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what that's my experience. No, definitely. Depending who's refing. <laughs> Bridget, you're not going to see any white lights. <laughs> and Dana, Dana's a very good ref. Yeah, strict. No, sorry, strict is the wrong word to the standard. Mm. All right, nice. <coughs> Wait, just so just on this, just for everyone listening, there's no such thing as borderline. Stop saying the word borderline. You either hit depth or you're high. That's it. <laughs> and people are like, oh yeah, it was borderline. It wasn't borderline. It was to depth or it was not. No, it's to depth or you're scared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to the naked, you get like three seconds to make that call. Sometimes it's hard. Less than three seconds. Less than. Yeah, especially mm. when they just you know? drop straight out. Yeah. <laughs> that's confidence as a ref. Mm. More yeah. practice. Well, that's why I love the first squats because you can get a gauge of what kind of squatter the person is. Mm. If I know they're going to be fast, I'm like, oh, I've got to really look on the second and third. Mm. Mm. All right, next next question. Why, actually no, simple and effective hacks to keeping on track with your goals during the festive season. Start with training. What are you guys doing differently? Are you guys doing anything differently training-wise? I'm not going to do anything differently. I'm still going to try and come in on the same days around the same time and just keep my routine as much as I can. Nice. Mm. Shorter sessions, nah. 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 What about you guys? I'll just be training as normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's very different for us because we don't have very normal lives. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in the gym. It's easier for us to train if we choose to train. Uh, I think the moniker that everyone should sort of take with them is that doing something is better than doing nothing. The in ter- In terms of, like, the thing that people should listen to uh, is doing something is better than doing nothing. Uh, so if you want to keep training momentum up and not feel like you've taken a step backwards or lost a couple of weeks, even if you just come in and do one or two full body sessions over that two week sort of, um, I want to say another weird word, the, <laughs> that two week scramble that is Christmas and, and holiday seasons. I was going to say chutzpah. What's, are you saying Monica from Friends? Like that's the th- thing we should be listening to? <laughs> no. Oh. You can listen to Monica from Friends. She's really annoying. What? what? She is. She's the most annoying out of all of them. <laughs> mm. All right. Who, side, who's your least favorite? Side question. Who do, you, oh. who do you align the most with in Friends then? Chandler. You're Chandler. No, I, I just, I like him. He's my favorite character. No, who do you align the most with? Monica. Phoebe. <laughs> Ross. <laughs> Dinosaurs. What's Matthew Perry's name? Chandler. 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 Yeah, yeah, Chandler. 
You're definitely a Chandler. I was going to say, along with Matthew Perry. Don't go swimming this afternoon, please. <laughs> Thomas! What? Is it too soon? Yes. It's, 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 it's Apparently they released the, the official cause of death. What was, was it? it? Uh, he had ketamine in his system. He took ketamine and then he oh. passed out and he drowned. Went in the K-hole. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Drowned in a K-hole. Mm-hmm. Poor bloke. It's really upsetting. Mm-hmm. You um, can bang your head or you can <laughs> drown in a K-hole. But... I think that there are two audiences we need to speak to because what you're saying, Thomas, makes a lot of sense. And I think that zero members, let's just say that, or um, people who train similarly to us can appreciate, yeah, if I take it easy and I lose a couple of days, nothing's going to happen. But there's also an audience of people who are a little bit newer to training who are going to feel immense guilt for not training or not staying on track with their food, thinking that two weeks will completely derail their progress, which it is won't. just not it. true. It yeah, have it's a break. Christmas enjoy time. It. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Uh, You've enjoyed yeah. all these Christmases before you. You're not dead. Unless yeah. you have your Perry. Uh, so just... <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely apologise for anyone affected by Matthew Perry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can... Yeah, just enjoy it. Absolutely. I agree. 100%. Uh, yeah. I'm, <clears throat> for me personally, I'm, if, if I do something... That's a win. Like, oh, sweet. I've got a little 30-minute workout in. I've done something. Like, I feel good. Mm. It's just trying to keep that normality during that yeah. period. Because um, when you stray away, stray too far away from routine, like, you know, that's when you start overthinking things and, you know, when you start coming up with stupid ideas that you've lost all your your gains, whatever you want to call it, during that period. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just enjoy yourself. Um, but, yeah, you don't need to do anything to stay on track because if you've been on track all year long, it's really not going to make a difference. Mm. Um, I don't really like content like that. Like mm. you had to be mindful during Christmas and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. training's always going to be there. You can always come back to it at any point. Yeah, it's a good point. Like that, that, that kind of content inherently makes people think that they have to be mindful. Yeah, especially the ones that are on like on Christmas Day. Here's how to yeah. control your eating. No. Don't. That's the point of mm-hmm. Christmas. It Eat whatever you want. Deepens yeah. the contrast, and people think Christmas is a big, big thing. Doesn't have to be. Well, then, ha- oh yeah, go. No, I was just gonna say. No, no, no. You go, you go. No, because I think you're gonna say what I'm <laughs> say. What you're gonna say? No, it's about content, like shitty content like that. It just reminds me of all these Instagram influencers, like what I do on my rest day, and they'll like still go for like a five kilometer recovery <laughs> run. And, do you know what I mean? And they're still doing all this absolute nonsense. And then there's, I saw another piece of content, it's like what pro athletes actually do on rest days, and it's got them playing video games, <laughs> sleeping, eating. Well, there's nothing wrong with either, is there? If you mm. want to do it, like if you want to go for the run, fine. Yeah. But it's it's what making people feel bad if they're not doing that, which I think segues into the next thing, right? The morning routine. Well, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> I want to know what everyone's thoughts are on people posting their stuff on Christmas Day. Oh, I st- still made it to the gym and do my oh, deadlifts. It's so cringe. <laughs> it's so cringe. Do you know what's funny You're though? not better than anybody. I enjoy cringy fitness content. <laughs> like I, they're not trying to be cringy. Like, they're dead serious, and I enjoy it. I'm like, damn, <laughs> this sucks. It's so good. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Hashtag no rest days. Yeah. I, I'm happy for it for training, but not for eating. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I just saw the funniest um, David Goggins, like, parody video. I need to show you guys after. It's perfect for this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, oh. Speaking of David Goggins, he, uh, you saw that ACJ. 
Harry's in Tony Ferguson's corner <laughs> in the weekend. He cornered a, a, a UFC fighter in the weekend. It was so funny. It's like, what's he going to say to him? Stay cornered. hard. Like, <laughs> what's cornered he gonna him? S- yeah, like he was in his corner for the fight. And oh. normally in your corner, you have like, you know, your coaches. Yeah. You'll have like your wrestling coach, your jiu-jitsu coach, your head coach or your striking coach. Or depending who you're fighting, you'll have someone that can talk you through a game plan uh, against you know, an opponent. But yeah, David Coggins. <laughs> Mental psyche. Yeah, but how far, like, I feel like if you're already a professional fighter, like you've done combat sports your whole life, the last thing you need to do is stay hard. Like, there's a reason yeah. why, uh, I don't know, I thought it was funny. Mm. I, like, yeah, I, I wonder how good he is at his, at, at that sort of job. Mm. Like, being a motivator. Like, is, is he actually good at it or is it just like the celebrity status? Well, I don't know. Kind of even a, uh, it gave me the chills a little bit seeing him there. And then he got into the ring and was talking to him for the last round. I'm like, that's pretty cool. It's even if his high-level coach is like, David, get yeah. in there. Because, like, you can you can love or hate David Goggins as the persona, but you can't deny he has a level of mental toughness and fortitude that's above most people on the planet. Mm. Like, he's done some ridiculous stuff. Yeah. Mm. Well, actually, the fighter that he cornered is the first person that's ever completed Hell Week. Oh, wow. Yeah, David Goggins' Hell Week. Yeah, nice. The first person that's ever... What does Hell Week involve? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. We can look it up after the podcast. Hell Week in the Seals is like... I think it's like four weeks in. I think it's a six-week program, and it's maybe week four or something like that. And it's the one where they have to, like, carry the boats and line the... Lie in the ocean. It's just like yeah, I've seen bits of that. They're already messed up, and they mess them up further. I might actually be wrong on that. No, it know. is something like that. I've just seen footage of them sitting in the water, like linked arms, freezing. Yeah, water splashing. Like they're pretty much drowning. They got to go nuts to butt. That's what they say. Mm. Nuts to butt. Yeah, like they got to cuddle up because it's freezing cold. Um. How weak is the defining event of Bud's training? It's held early on in the third week, the first phase. Uh, what exactly happens? The boat crew carrying their their boat, timed exercises, runs, crawling through mud flats. Just yeah, just all the n- nasty stuff that you know makes up buds training. Mm. Uh, <laughs> speaking of other funny people cornering, Tenacious D cornered another <laughs> fighter. <laughs> like as in the Tenacious D. Yes. <laughs> tenacious yes. D. And it was what hilarious. What's Jack Black? Like? Come on! <laughs> it was so funny seeing them so serious though. Yeah, they were. Like walking out with uh, Stephen Wonderboy Tom, uh, Thompson, who's a legend of the sport. It, tenacious D. Because <laughs> like- he walked out to one of their songs, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. And it's funny because they have to wear the UFC issued uh, like coaches and fighters uniform. So seeing Tenacious D in like the UFC guy. I saw a photo of it. I was wondering what that was. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine Jack Black being like, just imagine. <laughs> ACDC. You know, he's always like singing. Uh, so good. Creatures. Um, <clears throat> all right. What about. Okay. So we've, we've established that nutrition over the festive season doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Unless you're doing a bodybuilding competition in January, yeah, then it probably a matters different. a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I, I think most of our listeners aren't doing a bodybuilding comp in January. I just want to say one more thing. D- don't feel guilty about wanting to not engage in meals too. Like That's all right as well. If you're planning to, like I don't know, stay on track and prepare yeah. food. That's if you okay. want to train and stay on track and keep doing your normal thing, 
do that too. That's Basically, up. do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I don't want to exclude anyone. <laughs> just, yeah, do, you whatever, do, you. do whatever feels right. You know, uh, you just remind me. You know Reese Kingsford? Yeah. One at our comp. He's in really good shape. Like, yeah. he's fucking ripped. Um, at one of our comps, he was eating... Uh, I don't know. It looked like dog shit, but he he enjoys it. And uh, then this <laughs> other like then this other like bodybuilding coach who was in the warm up area goes to him. He's like, "Why don't you just eat white bread? Like you can just have a sandwich." And Reese is like, "I didn't want a sandwich." <laughs> and he's like, he was like making a mm. he was like demonizing the foods that he was eating yeah. Yeah. that he chose himself. Yeah, and it was so funny. I was like, Reese's response was so good. He's like, "I didn't want a sandwich. <laughs> I wanted this." Not everybody likes white bread. Whole mm. meal is the ultimate bread. Yeah. But I was like, bro, you're projecting your own uh, insecurities about food onto someone else yeah. that doesn't give a fuck. Mm. Yeah. Baguette. Yep, yep, yep. No, of course I know Reese Kingsford. He's opening Zero Sunshine Coast. What? what? Let's go. I really hope I announce it between now and then. That's, <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> but if, if I, I was about to say, is that the announcement? Is that yeah, how, no. you, how you're announcing no, it? No, no, no. I'll make, it, I'll make a post. <laughs> Reese but, but and Chloe. By the time you hear this, yeah, it'll be public that Reese and Chloe are opening Zero on the Sunshine Coast. They currently have a gym up there called Strength City. Uh, so they're rebranding and then reinventing the entire gym. So... Uh, a complete clean out. The, they have a gym existing, but will re be replacing everything and turning it into a fully fledged zero. Uh, it's in Calandra on the Sunshine Coast, and you can sort of expect that March, April at this stage uh, is probably when it's going to happen. Uh, so keep an eye out from th for that. If you haven't heard about it already, which if you listen to this, you probably follow us and you would have seen it. But yeah, it's coming. That's exciting. exciting. Super exciting. Really stoked to have Reese and Chloe on board. They've been zero people for a long time. They did the coach development, uh, or Reese did. Uh, Reese coached under me for a while, then coached under you for a while. Uh, he's currently doing his own thing, but they're zero through and through. They use all of our uh, teachings, and they've they've got a really cool gym and community up there. They come and support our comps. It's gonna be great. He's just the coolest guy. Really, really, really good people. Mm. Yeah, and like yeah. I said before, he's jacked. Yeah, actually, man, well, we should be talking about that. We went up to the Sunshine Coast on the weekend. Mm. Bumped mm. into Reese and Chloe, but Theo. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. The Theo, Theo Maddox, uh, zero lifter, uh, attempted to pull the biggest ever deadlift done, 506, and then missed it. Uh, but he did get 477.5, which is the biggest ever deadlift in Australia, uh, which is wild. Absolutely wild. At 21 years old, yes, it was in straps. It was a it was a competition, Sunshine Coast biggest deadlift, and they allowed straps and hitching and everything. It was a perfectly clean deadlift. No one's going to argue with the range of motion. No one's going to play the fingertips card. It was it was a great deadlift, uh, but it was in straps, so it's not an official powerlifting deadlift. Uh, however, you know the 500, 501, none of them were done without straps, so that's what we were going for. Mm. We, we were never planning on doing it. The plan was to win the comp, which we needed 430 to win, so we won that. Uh, and the plan was to aim for around 480 maybe. Uh, and then I quickly looked up Mitchell Hooper, who had the 475, and we're like, well, we, we should beat that. So we went 477, and I thought that would be it because he'd pulled 470 in the gym, beltless the week before, because uh, we didn't train for this. Like he's just in the middle of like technique blocks. Uh, and he pulled that 470 and without a belt, and it was hard. And so I was like, 477, might get it, might miss it. And it was so easy. <laughs> it's, it's hard to comprehend. Yeah, mm. Me and Josh Dawson were in the gym yesterday and we're both just screaming at each other. Like, just, we both, like, we're watching him like, that's fucking unbelievable. Crazy. At how easy he did it as well. Crazy. He deadlifts double what I can deadlift. That's I've insane. pulled 240. And yeah. he's, 
And like to the standard, uh, like the standard person, they think I'm strong. Yeah. They're like, wow, you did lifted 240. I'm like, this guy did lifted 480. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Imagine if he walked into someone, because he's quite big and strong, and they're like, oh, what do you did lift? And if he said 480, they're like, all right, you're full of shit. Yeah, it's like when you say you squat 300, and you, they're like, yeah, leg press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he actually picked up 477 off the floor with ease. Yeah. And so like when you're there and it moves like that, you're like, well, you could do 490 and get it, or you could go 500. It's special. Pretty like saying that out loud is just we're walking to the table and saying five hundred. It's just like <laughs> what five hundred? What? And so we were going to do five hundred. Then I'm like if we're here, we may as well. So I said let's go five oh three because I thought the record was five oh two point five. But I don't know if you've seen that sumo guy online that pulled five oh five really badly, like not locked out, dropped it, all this sort of stuff. So we're like, well, we we better try to pull that. Uh, so we went 506. Mm. Who are some deadlifters that have pulled above 460? Like Jamal Browner, Dan Griggs? Very few, yeah. Is that it? Eddie Hall? Very few. Eddie Hall, Thor. Uh, then there's a couple of strongmen like Mitchell Hooper. Uh, th- there's a few more of them out there. Um, powerlifting the biggest is Dan Griggs with 467.5. Mm. So Theo will take that soon enough. Yeah, wow. If Colton doesn't first. <laughs> Crazy. One of them will. Oh, well, Dan Griggs might as well. Is Dan Griggs coming to Australia? Did I see that somewhere? Yeah, I was actually just, we were voice noting the other day, going back and forth. I'm trying to get him over here to hang out. So hopefully we can get him out here. It just depends what his plans are while he's here. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um, Oh, I was about to say, ask something else to everyone. Ooh, can't remember. Um. Like I said before, this is a little bit all over the show. We'll do one more topic. Why morning routines aren't always beneficial? Because you get too reliant on them and then if you mess up your routine, it can throw you off for the whole day. Yeah. But I'm not the person to ask. I'm so far out of a morning routine at the moment. It's not funny. <laughs> I have no morning routine. Well, I'll ask the person who I think probably has the, a most, the most consistent morning routine. It's probably you, Thomas. What do you do? Well, what do you actually do in the morning? Even my routine's been thrown off since we moved down here. Uh, but it's it's pretty much back set in. Uh, I'm waking up pretty early at the morning at, at the moment, like four or four thirty, something like that. Uh, I get up, I walk the dog for a while, uh, come home, wake Meg up, have a coffee, uh, normally have some breakfast, and start work. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty standard though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think morning routines are a waste of time if they're someone else's routine. Mm-hmm. You listen to some motivational nonsense and you're like, oh, I'm going to make the bed because it shows discipline. No, it's just a waste of time. If you don't like making the bed, you don't want to make the bed, don't make the bed. Who cares? Yeah, so that's where I was looking at it from because I went down the route of, uh, you know, when my there was a point in my life where everything was chaos. I was like, all right, sweet. I need to do something for myself. So I started doing this morning routine and just made my mornings more stressful. Mm. Yeah. Like adding in 10 different things that I don't need to do but I thought, it was, uh, I thought it was helping me. Yeah, stressful meditation. It's like, I've got to meditate. I've got to focus, <laughs> but I'm running late. And, you know, I do. You, you, the best morning routine is the one that you come up with naturally and you don't have to force. Mm. I think it's important to get rid of like toxic habits or wastes of time or things that don't serve you that well. Uh, but things that can be someone else's waste of time might serve you really well. 
you know mm. if, if the only time you get to sort of sit and do nothing and look at your phone and doom scroll is in the morning and that helps zone your brain out and get ready for a day that's great if it distracts you to the point where you're not doing anything productive and you need to or it's making you late or screwing you up then it's bad it's like so individual yeah i can't leave my house in the morning unless it's clean and then sometimes that makes me late and that stresses me out mm. but I, I can't leave unless it's clean yeah, but you're a clean freak. I'm not a clean freak. I'm yes, just tidy. Are. No. I'm just no, I'm just tidy. Clean freak. Different. No. Um <laughs> What do you guys so Tom bro, let's say you sleep in. Do you sleep in? Nah. Very rarely. Mm. So what happens? Do you just everything just gets pushed back if you do sleep in? Yeah, maybe. Or just skip something. Mm-hmm. Like you do you automatically prioritize what needs to be done. Like there's there's certain non-negotiables, but most of the time it's just like make the things happen that need to happen. But again, I have a I have a unrealistic lifestyle compared to most people. I can do whatever I want. Uh, well, I'm, uh, within reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a choice. I don't, I don't have many people to answer directly to. Uh, so there's no consequences for me if I come here if I don't have any standing appointments. If I come here at nine or nine thirty, there's mm-hmm. no, there's no consequences for me. And so it's just like you make it happen. And so if you if you do have stuff that you have to answer to we all have to answer to something let's just shuffle things around don't stress about it mm. so if it helps your life if it enhances the quality of your life and it sets you off to a good day have a morning routine mm. and if it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah I'm, I'm if a, you don't it doesn't matter i'm a bit it's it's very much like it's analogous to rolling so foam rolling and rehab work before training it's easy to just keep adding like one thing that's just two minutes Mm. one more thing there's five minutes and before you know it you've got this one hour pre-training routine that you have to do otherwise you can't train well it's all in your head and it's so easy oh no 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 I, I have to make the bed I have to sit down and do 10 minutes of meditation I have to read 10 pages of a book you don't have to do anything of that you choose to do it and you should choose the things that serve you best because um, I make I'm so funny I was just imagining saying, I have to brush my teeth or like something that someone might skip that's actually quite <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to put my seatbelt on. <laughs> it's just funny because like um, I remember, I make my bed most mornings. Some mornings I might not, whatever. But like I remember when I saw that, like when you make your bed in the morning, you've already won. And it's so funny to think about it. Eh? It's like you make your bed and you're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> I've won. It's like, congratulations, you won nothing. You won an imaginary prize you gave yourself. I don't know. I'm I'm a clean sleeper. Mm. Like the equivalent of for me to make my bed, all I have to do is flip over a thing. If I share a bed with someone who's not a clean sleeper, different story. I do. So I um I'm the same. I don't. Uh, I just sleep. I fold the blanket down, and that's it. So when I get up, all I got to do is fold it back over. Like Poots uses the blanket. Bridget will use the blanket or whatever. But uh, yeah, like I, I don't know. This is weird, but I ear my bed out. My granny used to do it, so I do it as well. Like this, like no, no, no. So like, like fold it. I fold it halfway and I leave it like that, and then I like might make my bed later on. Oh yeah. Mm. I don't think it's weird. Yeah, but I haven't seen anyone else do it. My granny just used to do it, so me and my brother do it. I'm a I'm a prep the bed before I get into it kind of guy. Yeah, like, I don't care about making it when I get out. Mm. It's like they, you ever see those funny reels that are like what your parents think is going to happen when someone's come over. <laughs> like they open the door and they like sprint to the cupboard and they're like, what the fuck is this? Why is it so dusty in here? Like checking under the bed and being like, why is stuff stuffed on it? 
Like no one's going to come into our room and look at the bed. I love those rules. So good. That's my mom to a T. It's everyone's mom. She gets mad when I show up and surprise them because she hasn't had a chance to dust the spare room. (laughs) It was funny because I didn't tell my mom about uh, my surgery. And me and my brother were joking because my mom would have been like, so why are you in hospital? And are you saving for a house? Like, it, would just, it would just go completely left. And she'd just go, she'd just go automatically back into Filipino mum mode. Yes. Uh, all right, Bridget. Have you got some questions for us? I do. I do. Let me have a look. I got some Christmas would you rathers. Go on. All right. All right. Let me find them. Okay. Would you rather have to loudly sing the chorus of Jingle Bells every time you walk into a room or have to wear a Santa suit to work every day? Queensland, I wouldn't wear a Santa suit to work every day. Jingle bells, easily. Yeah, mm. jingle bells. Every room, though. So once you leave this room, you got to sing jingle bells when you get out I'll there. just become a recluse. <laughs> <laughs> Stay indoors all the time. I'm tempted to do that anyway. <laughs> I'd sing it like that little British kid on... Uh, I need to show you guys. Have you guys yeah. seen that? That little East British kid. Cute. He's like, what does he say? Oh, he, do- he doesn't even mu- say the he words. He messes all the words up. <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> he doesn't even good. know the words. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have ears like an elf or have a Santa beard forever? Santa elf. beard. Santa elf beard ears. Elf. Sure. elf ears. I would pay to have elf ears now. But you like elf ears. Yes, I do. Elf ears are cute. You just want to feel like you're in Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Speaking of exactly. ears, what are you guys' thoughts on cauliflower ears? They just look <laughs> painful. What do you mean thoughts <laughs> on them? He <laughs> wants cauliflower ears. Like, I can't wait for the day. Yeah, because you know our mindset is when we're at a comp and someone shows up with cauliflower ears, <laughs> we're like, bro, 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 look at that guy. <laughs> Don't mess with him. Because <laughs> we've done that. We've yeah. done that. We have. We have. Uh, is that his girlfriend competing? Don't look at her. Don't talk to her. Don't make eye contact. If she gives an attempt, say no. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Uh, so I think they look cool. So I want. I, I just want think them. they look painful. I think you like the idea of it, but you wouldn't be able to wear headphones. You wouldn't be able to sleep on them properly. Like, what if they're really sore? Because whenever someone at the gym gets them, I love how you just completely dodged <laughs> all those questions. <laughs> like, anyway, because <laughs> whenever someone at the gym starts getting them, I'm always like, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" And they're like, "What do you mean, fuck yeah?" <laughs> and they're draining them, got their ear covers no. on. I don't. Know, I think yeah. it's cool. I, I think if you had them, you have to have like the neck to match. Yeah. Otherwise, no. Nah. Thick neck. No mm. bueno. Yeah, yeah. Thick neck, cauliflower ears. Absolutely. I can't wait. One day. One day. Egg machine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do a couple more. Would you rather be bald or have tinsel for hair? Bald. 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 Yeah. We're definitely. Who the fuck would rather have tinsel for here? Sorry, maybe bald some, people maybe might. Maybe some girls, maybe. Did you make these up or get them off a real bad website? No, there are, every website was bad. Okay. I could f- hardly find any good Christmas ones. All right, last one. Would you rather only have dessert on the holidays or never have dessert ever again? So to clarify, like you can't eat anything else except dessert on the holidays. That's light work. I'd rather have, I'd rather that. What is, what's the holidays? Christmas. Like Christmas Christmas. Day or? No, we'll say like, you know, over the Christmas period, like Christmas Eve to like. Or never have dessert. Or never have dessert ever again. I'll have have dessert. Yeah, you'll just eat nothing but dessert on the holidays? Yeah. Yeah, same. Never dessert. You'll never have it ever again? No, happy to skip. Wow. Yeah, the savoury guy. What? Never skip dessert. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's all I got. Amazing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Have Bye. a happy new year by the time you hear this, maybe. And hope your Christmas was great. See ya.
Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.